my name is Carmine Cavins and this is 48 Minutes, a podcast with inspiring leaders. In this episode, I talk to David Tetzers, founder of Crestco Law Firm and author of the book Innovate, Collaborate, Grow. Cresco is an innovative, entrepreneurial and somewhat pioneering firm in the Belgian legal law scene and they serve mainly entrepreneurs, investors and companies. I talked to David about his book, obviously, his routines to save balance and about growth. Hope you enjoy it. First question, how, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm, I mean, good. I mean, the... It's a bit stressful for everybody to, you know, to have to live with with COVID and take certain measures. But you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Uh, so I think um, I agree with the fact that um, the hospitals now and ill people are most important, and that everybody has to collaborate to get the curve uh, down and to make sure that everybody is okay and safe and uh, fortunately we have a profession that lends itself to easily work uh, work from home so we should not complain there's other people who have it more much more difficult uh, than we do yeah so you're still seeing it on the bright side yes you have to so. mm-hmm. absolutely um you have a very busy agenda um, as you have very different clients demanding at very short deadlines. Um, is there anything which will never be thrown out of your agenda? Um, I, I think already for 10 years or so, I consistently do sports every day. So, and what does not matter how busy I am. I always make time to to do one hour of sports a day, and I can be running. I can be cycling. Uh, a couple of years ago, I discovered yoga, um, mm. which um, I started with because I had an injury in my leg um, because of running too much, and uh, that was really a revelation. Um, so that's something I practice a lot and the reason why <clears throat> I do that sports is because I really believe that there is something like uh, mind and body balance and um, no matter how busy you are cutting your day in half and just putting on your running shoes and going for an hour's run um, without any electronics so I also on my sports I do you know, without uh, very much offline, go run in the nature, and um, yeah, it breaks the day, gives you good ideas, and keeps you healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is something that I um, yeah never try to miss. Yeah, and you say it breaks the day. Do you do it during the day or? Depends a bit. I mean, sometimes, yeah. sometimes in the morning, uh, midday. And if people say, you know, I don't have time, you know, you make time. Yeah. These are things that if you plan it in your agenda, it's only one hour out of 24 hours. Yeah. So, and uh, I couldn't miss it. And certainly if I go through very stressful periods, um, when you have many um, transactions going on at the same time, it's really necessary. It's necessary to to stay in shape and stay focused. Yeah. 
It's uh, an investment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun on top. So. Okay. Um, your company, Crisco, is somehow a bit of a pioneer, I would say, in the world of law, with a clear positioning um, on actually, uh, in my point of view, a niche: um, startups, scale-ups, and tech. Um, also, your office looks different from from most law firms, I would say, very fresh and young. Uh, whose vision was that? Um, oh, I mean, it's something that um, then I have to go a bit back uh, to the beginning of my uh, career. Um, so, um, 20 years ago, more or less, I started at a big law firm called Allen Overy. Worked there with a partner for um, tech companies and always liked um, that line of work and less than three years after I started the partner I worked with left to join uh, one of the earliest fintech companies in Belgium called Capco and he asked me um, to join him as uh, in-house legal counsel so I left the bar to work in-house also with uh, the promise that it would be very international that I could uh, go and live in New York, etc. All these things happened. Um, and then many other different things. So I have a very atypical uh, career as a lawyer. I think also one of the few ones that left the bar and then 10 years later um, went back. But in the beginning, um, a lot of the work we did was <clears throat> with US uh, investors and big companies. And um, primarily in the tech uh, industry and that is something that I liked and also US law firms certain law firms are organized on the basis of a sector focus and so what they do is for example they say we have a practice group that is focused on semiconductors or medical devices mm -hmm. and they bring together experts focused on that sector so where many law firms traditional law firms are organized in silos so you have a lawyer that does corporate M&A you have one that does intellectual property um, and they have their specific niche uh, mm -hmm. expertise um, others do different and I always liked that approach because if you do a financing transaction or an, an M&A transaction, it is always the, the in-between point or end point of the lifetime of a company. Yeah. And it is what that company does that makes it valuable. Yeah. And I never liked just doing a transaction, but wanted to focus on, you know, what does this company do in general and to be able to assist them in in everything that they need and that is different for a medical device company yeah. than it is for um, a digital health company for example and about six a little over six years ago i was um, in a previous uh, law firm as a partner and well was not uh, so happy anymore yeah. so that sometimes happens in law firms that people <laughs> they agree to disagree and then um, I started to notice 
so I had built up already a practice primarily focused on technology um, businesses and um, I was on holidays in Spain and actually pretty unhappy with how things were going I liked the business I liked the clients but other things were not the way I wanted and then I um, was just couldn't sleep was surfing at night um, on the internet and I saw um, the speech of Steve Jobs yeah and which he gave in Stanford University uh, so the what is it the commencement address yeah. and um, it hit me like um, like with a hammer so certain things he said in that speech the essence for me was that um, uh, he said like if you're not happy um, I mean life's too short and you have to do what you love mm-hmm. you have to do what you love professionally Absolutely. speaking and privately speaking and it was like an epiphany you know so yeah. that you like you know you all of a sudden I saw it and I said okay this is it I'm gonna start something else and then the choice was you know do I join another team or do I create something myself yeah. with other people of course mm-hmm. I was not the only person who had uh, the, I mean I maybe had the original ID but without a team you're nothing so so and then the ID <coughs> became one of okay um, everything I saw in the beginning of my career the job at Elman Overy then Cresco uh, then Capco and other firms um, it was not planned but they all led to you know a certain conclusion and that conclusion was why don't we try to set up um, a firm that um, has this sector focus so if people ask me what is Cresco I always call it a sector focused um, law firm mm-hmm. um, where we say we primarily want to work for entrepreneurs because yeah. we like entrepreneurs and yeah. entrepreneurships in general um, and investors in companies established uh, by entrepreneurs but that is so high level and general I mean there's nothing unique about that so we laid the sector focus uh, on top and said um, we want to be good in certain sectors which also means that there are certain things you don't do and so sometimes it happens that we have uh, prospective clients calling us and if it's a sector we really don't know well enough and where sector expertise is required we will tell them that they will probably are better off um, going uh, somewhere else and so we started out six years ago with I think uh, eight uh, lawyers uh, approximately and then yeah it grew so that that focus um, uh, works and mm-hmm. it was at that time uh, I think quite unique in Belgium yeah. um, with that specific focus uh, we had but what we did at the same time and so we took all our clients we checked with them like listen you know we want to set up our own shop and and uh, and they all 
And that's the, the fun part of working with entrepreneurs, that they're in general enthusiastic yeah. and they stimulated it. They said, you know, if you're not happy, leave, do yeah. your thing, do your own thing. Mm -hmm. We will support you and we will follow yeah. uh, with, uh, with our business. Um, but at the same time, what we did beyond working for clients, uh, because the landscape, technology, venture capital, etc., has fundamentally changed over the it's primarily the past seven or eight years, and where before you only had a couple of investors in the market yeah. that uh, provided financing to young uh, companies. Um, now you have many more, mm -hmm. and yeah, we I think we were there at the right time to yeah. create our company but what we then secondly did at the same time is we set up an academy what's in the name mm -hmm. i mean and it's basically basically a knowledge uh, center where we um, have established partnerships with incubators accelerators research institutes like imac um, co-station yeah. what factory and others um, to professionalize the ecosystem yeah. and to um, work in these programs to teach entrepreneurs on how certain things should be done because in that space there is a way in which you do things yeah. and that's a global standard that applies and mm. that is something that is done pro bono so yeah. A lot of time of myself and my colleagues is spent on educating people. And so, and this, this, this mix of working for clients on uh, transactions for which you, well, get paid, uh, yeah. because you need to get paid uh, to pay uh, the bills. Um, we also spend a lot of time on, yeah, on, on, on just make, making sure that everybody is more knowledgeable because we believe that that ultimately benefits society as a whole mm -hmm. and indirectly us as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what would you say is the most important quality of a good lawyer? Well, or you you can say multiple maybe. I think uh, for me the good the the best the 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 best lawyers are the ones that um, look at the interests and objectives of the other sides at the table. Mm -hmm. So so you have to be able to make a syn um, synthesize various viewpoints and build that into something which is fair and balanced and yeah. you have I mean you have many different lawyers everybody has their own personality um, and you have people who you know look for a fight for every single point uh, on the table minor uh, or um, more important and um, that is not something we we especially like so we think that our role consists of building 
balanced relationships between parties and that when the deal is done everybody gets up and says well you know did i get everything i wanted uh, out of this transaction no but do i think that what is now agreed is fair and balanced mm -hmm. uh, yes so so i think uh, and that is also something that comes with the years huh? that's you yeah. need experience to and to be empathic and yeah. to look at the other side of the table and ask them, you know, what is for you really important? And let's see if we can find a common yeah. ground between the parties. So you're really looking for the biggest common benefit. Of yes, yes. And that, but that means also that sometimes it is not possible to reach an agreement. Okay. Huh? So we, so our approach has always been, and in the beginning people found it a bit strange, I think, that we walk into negotiations or discussions and say, listen, you know, uh, we've seen your proposal um, and there's, um, we can discuss about many things, but for us, we have two, three points that are really important. And yeah. we explain why. Mm -hmm. uh, we explain why that is the case. And if that is unfeasible for the other side on the table, please tell us now yeah. in the beginning of the process because otherwise everybody's going to get uh, angry, frustrated that ultimately we will not yeah. reach an agreement and let's not um, yeah, waste each other's yeah. uh, time. And that is an approach that we um, everybody here has. Yeah. Uh, and that's also something that we train people to, to look for that. Mm. Um, balance yeah i think that's a very uh, fair point to say that um, when you want something from someone in general eh, also outside transactions that uh, it works generally much better if you explain why why you want uh, the other to to do something or to yeah 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 um so you're advising uh, also a lot of younger companies um and also scale-ups I assume now with what's going on, a lot of them are in uh, experience a lot, a lot of stress because of the insecurity that's going on. Oh, I think I think um, uh, yes and no. Uh, so when the lockdown just started, I think you know it was. I think I have never seen it in my lifetime, and I hope to never see it again. <laughs> Uh, you know, my son, for example, uh, for kids cannot go to school, you know, it's it's worse than, yeah. um, you know, a business transaction that cannot, that mm -hmm. cannot take place or that is postponed. And um, I think we are, we were lucky in the sense that um, a lot of our clients uh, are focused on everything digital. Mm -hmm. and yeah. are focused on digital transformation and as you have seen I mean certainly what COVID has done is to accelerate yeah. certain evolutions and we're lucky in the sense that we work for companies active in those sectors and that and you always have winners and losers eh? so yeah. losers are uh, people who depend on the offline uh, world yeah. and uh, if you have a restaurant or you are a hairdresser yeah. etc I mean these people 
know, it is what it is. You know, there's yeah. not much you can do except uh, to arrange for click and collect type of services, but you have to basically shut your business down. And we have been able to work uh, fully digital. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy. It's not easy because certainly um, the colleagues um, expect uh, and want to have live interaction. And so if uh, you read the press at the time and people say, uh, well, you know, this is a definite push to uh, teleworking and let's just get rid of office buildings, etc. Uh, I don't believe it. No. I think um, we now we I mean, we're alone here in the building because we effectively shut the office physically. Uh, but it's uh, people uh, really want to come to the office. They want to talk live yeah. with their colleagues and interact and and it, so I don't believe um, uh, maybe a bit of more teleworking, yeah. but there was, will always be yeah. a role for physical interaction. Yeah, same like there will always be brick and mortar stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, Just yeah. for the experience. Um, about your book, Innovate, Collaborate, Growth. Um, in your book, you write, uh, writing a book is harder than I thought and more rewarding than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. Explain. Um, well, maybe I should first explain, if you're interested, why I wrote mm -hmm. the book yeah? uh, and then why it was so, so interesting. And it has to do also with that sector focus and not always wanting to do the same thing. Yeah? So never wanting to be just an M&A lawyer or just a venture capital lawyer. And, and uh, because after 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 transactions, you know, been there, done that. Yeah. And, and then well, boring is saying maybe a bit too much, but, but it is for me to, to limit it. And when I went to work for Capco, um, uh, uh, Hewlett Packard made an investment in Capco and they did that. It was a combination of making an investment and having a very elaborate commercial strategic alliance in place. And the mix of strategy and finance I found super interesting and fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, and over the years, you know, did one thing and the next, and then uh, bought a bunch of books on the topic which would be labeled corporate venturing um, as a denominator. And in when was it? Oh, uh, I think four or five, six years ago okay. that, uh, that I started buying these books. And I was always um, a bit disappointed in what I read, or at least I was looking for knowledge which yeah. I could not find. Huh? So the only thing I could find was books on why you needed to collaborate, yeah. but how you should do that in detail, that is not something that, yeah. that, um, that I found. And then I started elaborating uh, a framework, uh, thinking, and it was, it just happened, you know, it's not part of a big plan. It was something where I just started thinking, okay, you know, if you have two parties or you have more than two parties, um, in which ways can they collaborate? And of course, the, the, the manners of collaborating, they're infinite. 
Yeah. I mean, every every collaboration is different, but you can distill uh, different different models going from very simple, uh, like you, like I always use the example. I'm a producer of matches uh, yeah. to to light uh, stuff, and I want to sell my matches to a big company, and I have to pass through procurement. How yeah. easy or how difficult is that to, hey, let's do something together and jointly develop something yeah. which we jointly own to setting up a joint venture, to setting up a consortium and then really thought on the basis of, and, and, that, and that I could only do because I had done many things yeah. before thinking, okay, you know, what works and what does not mm -hmm. and then distill best practices. Just an opinion, so we think mm -hmm. that this is the way you should uh, do it. And then uh, used that framework and it took maybe a year to, to establish uh, and then started talking to uh, primarily big companies, corporates uh, about it. They listen, you know, if you want to collaborate, these are the ways yeah. in which you can do it. And the reaction was very positive. And yep. people really reacted like, oh, well, I mean, this is something new and we're looking for guidance and we know why. Uh, sometimes they don't, but uh, uh, but we don't know how yeah. to, to do it. And certainly big organizations, they have the procedures, um, bureaucracy, etc. And they just frame things in a certain way, which makes it very difficult um, to get to an agreement with someone who is, you know, 1,000 of, of your uh, size so that and then gradually the idea started to originate okay let's let's maybe do more with this yeah and then I started uh, from really from a blank piece of paper to make a book out of that um, presentation and there's a point where you reach a tipping point where you say because my work I mean everything continues yeah uh, you have your personal life you have your job and that just comes on top and so it's not I'm not an academic eh? yeah. so I did not was not able to lock myself up for a month and then write uh, 50 no. pages and then um, do something else so it's but that was also an advantage because by in the meantime you do things you learn things and then those learnings you incorporate uh, into yeah, into the book and then at a certain point in time you you pass the point of no return where you say where i really thought at point certain points like i mean why the hell did i do this <laughs> but i was too far along to stop yeah and so and i think the entire process took the book writing two years or so yeah like a, 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 push six months and then uh, didn't do anything for a year and then continued and why I say that is very rewarding to write a book is because I learned a lot doing so while clarifying ideas yeah and, and so every model uh, that we use uh, almost everything in the book or deals with it ourselves yeah. so and then uh, we went talking uh, with people, you know, uh, for example, the CEO of LRD, uh, Leuven Research and Development. Leuven is uh, already many years in a row 
uh, most innovative university in uh, Europe. And why is that? Uh, because they have a very successful tech transfer mm -hmm. department. So I went to talk with many people, interviews, like, yeah. hey, you know, how do you do things? And, and then if I found a gap, then I studied. Yeah. yeah. So then I bought other books or I read articles or or business reviews and and all that combined then resulted in in, in the book and uh, what was rewarding for me is that yeah so you study and you learn a lot doing so and yeah. and that's something that nobody can take away. No. Yeah? It's there and uh, yeah. you will Do you still remember uh, the moment you kind of finished it? Yeah, I finished it, uh, I think, October, November 2019, yeah. more or less, more or less. And then, yeah, you get the proof print and then what lawyers, they, they keep on changing things. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. you know, the publisher has to put a deadline and really say, okay, now, Now it's done. Now yeah. you cannot uh, change anything uh, anymore. And what I also did, um, because um, the, the book really, I mean, it's our view on how you do these things. So we're not saying that that's the Bible. That mm -hmm. is just something where we say we think that if you want to collaborate, um, you have to do it in a certain way. And I had to really get out of my legal comfort zone right? yeah. so because this is this is has to do with um, economic motives uh, human emotions many many yeah. different aspects that are more I would call it more management related than yeah. than legal and and to and I didn't want to make mistakes huh? because yeah. also the, the the logo of the firm is on the book and um, And it's a statement in a way, yeah. um, statement and uh, and uh, an entry ticket, um, and we really wrote it because you could also ask, and it's a bit the same thing with the Cresco Academy, is that um, the question is, is this really to our advantage of doing so? Because that is all internal knowledge and expertise, where mm -hmm. you could also say, well. I'm not going to put that on paper and we just keep it, keep it and we just use it in our day-to-day -day practice. Uh, but there we also thought, okay, but, and we discussed that internally, is this a wise decision or not uh, to do? But there also we think that is part of our contribution to, to business. Mm -hmm. business in general and um, I had the book then reviewed by eight people uh, a top venture capitalist an entrepreneur so so many different people to let me know what do you think so and then of course everybody gives everybody liked it in principle but they also gave comments which then and then I really took two weeks off to Because if you have to, I mean, it's a 250-page book. If you have to rewrite it, yeah, you know the certain concepts behind it. It's it takes time. It's yeah. uh, it's difficult. And there, I really had to seclude myself and and, and make sure that I I spent um, the time. And and what we wanted to do was write a manual. 
Mm-hmm. So you say, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to collaborate with someone else. Uh, preferably you read the whole book, but if you can't, well, read the introduction on, yeah. on, with, on the framework. And if you then say, I want to do a joint development, well, then go to the relevant chapter, read that. Yeah. And, uh, and the nicest compliments we got was from entrepreneurs who read it and said, and we used it. Yeah, nice. When negotiating with uh, big, uh, big companies. Nice. Um, David, you spoke about uh, contribution um, as a company to the world. Um, what would you say is your personal contribution uh, to the world? What would you hope that? The day you die, people would answer to that question. Oh, it's a difficult question. I mean, you have it at the personal level and yeah. at the professional uh, level. I mean, you as a person be uh, to be remembered as a good and helpful person, mm-hmm. yeah? someone who does not only think about business and uh, and uh, money that you earn through your business but someone who has contributed more than um, doing doing transactions and when it then comes to uh, cresco as a firm uh, you law firms they're often named after people yeah that's true Um, and we did not that's on purpose we did not do that. Cresco means I grow in Latin. So everything is focused on growth. Um, and we, uh, what would make me happy yeah. is that if I retire, <coughs> that um, that this company keeps existing mm-hmm. and that it's a reference in the market and that people are happy working here and that they believe that they do something which is valuable yeah. so and that is why we I mean we're very fortunate in the sense that uh, we said we want to work with entrepreneurs and we do and th- doing that is very um, rewarding mm-hmm. uh, so so we typically we did not focus on uh, we want to work for the biggest corporates or work for the biggest uh, investors yeah. that happens but but that is not why we created this Mm-hmm. We like to be a trusted advisor to people who have ideas and plans and help them shape those plans yeah. uh, from the legal perspective. And um, you said, I want to be remembered as a good and helpful person. I, I know you as a very helpful person. Um, and I think many people know you like that. Have, have you ever had experience like you you gave like and you felt afterwards it, it was not well, a good I, thing to do uh, i certainly have had my share of disappointments yeah so i'm also you could maybe some people would call me naive mm-hmm. um, i don't think that is the case um, i think i'm quite open no i'm uh, how should i say it I, I, I believe in the inherent goodness of people. Mm-hmm. So, 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 
I, when I approach someone, I, I never have in the back of my mind um, this like, yeah, but you're trying to do something wrong. So you do it openly and um, and help out people and support uh, people in progressing themselves. And and look, you know, if I you know was in touch with thousands of people and I've been disappointed a handful of times that's a pretty good percentage yeah. right yeah. so I certainly learned from those um, those disappointments but I think that's just part of um, yeah. part of life it, it has never led me to the point where I would say this is such a disappointment and now I'm just gonna change who I am yeah and look at people with distrust yeah. Life. So you prefer uh, to trust people uh, until the opposite. Uh, yeah. 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 I think that's a very uh, healthy approach, uh, and it's less energy uh, consuming. There's also a very good book about that. Uh, it's from a Dutch guy, um, Rutger. I forgot his family yeah, name. Rutger, yeah, Rutger. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, it exactly underlies uh, underlines what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, in Dutch, it's called the Meestemense Deugia. Yeah. Uh, and it exactly says, like, actually, most people are good. And, and it's better to to put your assumptions on, on that rather than to think that most people are bad. But but that is also, if you tie that to, uh, if you, if you, I mean, does not matter for whom we work. Um, just now before I had a call on a certain transaction and and where you know there's diverging viewpoints and you always look you know let's meet in the middle and and in this case we work for the investor and I will tell them listen you know don't ask XYZ you can you, you could because the other side is more has less power yeah. in this relationship and you could push it through, but from experience, we know that if you do that, the other side will feel with his back against the yeah. wall. And many, th what we do, except in very limited cases, people have to continue to work together. Mm -hmm. And the investor requires a founder to manage the business, the founder needs the money of the investor to grow the business and that has to be in balance huh? so if you as an investor um, get everything uh, out of this relationship and the founder feels really bad about it yeah. the day that things go uh, south or bad um, he's not going to be very helpful no yeah and vice versa yeah so really uh, think in the long term. Yeah. 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 Um, if you you wrote your uh, your book uh, about your experiences in um, in helping uh, companies grow, if your life would have a book, what would be the title? <laughs> so, I know it's a very difficult question, but I still want to ask. What would be the title? Uh, I don't really know. 
I mean, I would have to think about it. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think we once had here. Um, we, we often do events here in this building yeah. uh, because it lends itself easily. And I don't know if you know the organization, a seat at the table yeah. uh, from Yusuf Kobo, yeah. right. uh, which is a very nice um, initiative. And we had an event here, uh, which was uh, for the launch of Peter de Keyser, a book on, on growth and others. And then a discussion happens uh, afterwards and, and we intervened. And it's like, you know, ask me what, what, what what would you recommend people to be? And that is just not, not only for me, it's like be, be a good person, be a nice person, help yeah. people out without expectation of being returned the favor and, yeah. and you'll feel good about it. And, and, and in general, people are very grateful. So, so I, yeah, and it is not, it is not really, don't get me wrong it's not to say like i want to please everybody no. yeah, or to to have this need for confirmation and look how good i am it has nothing to do with that it has to do with really feeling happy by helping yeah. people in in general yeah. and whomever it is you know deal ever you have to deal treat everybody with respect yeah whomever it is yeah Give some clues for uh, the book title. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a bucket list? Um, no, no, I don't have a bucket Are list. There any things that you would really like to do? Oh, I mean, I, I, the only thing, the only time I spoke about my bucket list was, although it was not on it, is that is the book I wrote. Is it okay? You know, I wrote a book, and that I can strike off the yeah. the bucket list. Um, no, but I don't have. Uh, it's not like these extreme things. You know, I want to stand uh, at the top of Mount Everest or yeah. these type of things. No, that is not. Uh, um, but the only thing I, I really wanted for years is to learn kite surfing, oh, you know? yeah, and that was let's say that was on my bucket list, and yeah. then finally it didn't go this year uh, because you know the circumstances. But last year uh, did it uh, a lot, and I feel feel happy yeah. about it. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I think you know both at the professional and the private level to to be um, a happy person. You're very very happy person, it looks like. Um, is there something you um, strongly dislike that most people love? Or the other way around? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no. But the other way around, if I like things, things that, that most a lot people of people dislike. No. No, pretty average, average. Uh, in my <laughs> desires. Yes, preferences. Yeah. You have a son. Yeah. Uh, what is the best and the hardest thing about raising a kid? Uh, well, the best thing is that they, uh, he's now uh, almost 14. Um, and it's to see him grow, yeah. you know, when he's from a baby to and how they change you know that's very i think you have a name for your book already <laughs> something with growing and 
<laughs> no, and, and so <laughs> I, on coming yeah, back. So I, I think that that yeah, see him uh, to see him become yeah uh, an adult. Right? So now it's two years in in high school, you know, not easy. You know, first year last uh, last year, and then gets cut short in March and have mm-hmm. to stay home. Yeah. and he did that really uh, really well. And I think what is the um, the hardest uh, part, and that is something I've seen in the beginning of my career, is that uh, to find a balance between your professional aspirations and having having a, having a child, right? so so that you um, it cannot be so for me at least, that um, you go all out and that you neglect um, yeah. the education, or not the education, caring for your child mm-hmm. and, and spending sufficient time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be many, many hours, uh, that the hours that you have together that you then yeah. effectively you know, close off the noise yeah. around and just be there, be yeah. there in the moment. And I'm certainly not saying that I always do that uh, in the right way. Yeah. And that to, to then, I would have to, if you look back on your life later, when you're old, hopefully, uh, yeah. and then you have a child, that you have a good relationship and that you feel that you have been there. Yeah. Uh, at the right moment. Do you recognize yourself uh, in yourself in some way? Hmm, I think um, he's very perfectionist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was not like that at that age. That's for yeah. sure. So I, I became more perfectionist uh, in later uh, years, and I think we his parents more have to uh, calm him down and say, listen, you know, we're happy, you know, I'm happy uh, regardless. I yeah. mean, if you do your best, that's fine, but it doesn't have to be always uh, perfect. So, uh, but he doesn't listen. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so, but he's happy and uh, he's happy learning things and, yeah. and, um, uh-huh. Um, if you wouldn't have become a lawyer, what, what would you have become? Ha, huh. that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, um, well, I, I would put it differently. I think we approach our role as lawyer quite extensive, uh, so you could I mean, we always say law is a means to an end. Yeah. It's not the end itself. Uh, so, and when we, um, so we fill it in in a, in a way which goes beyond this is legal or this is not. Uh, we try yeah. to really shape um, business life yeah. by, uh, because I said in the essence that it took me many years to realize um, that what we do in essence is to structure human 
relationships. Yeah. And 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 we do that by mixing legal expertise, transactional expertise, and also uh, just human factors. Yeah. Uh, and and I really I'm lucky in the sense that I really love what I do. Yeah. yeah. So, and I wanted to be a lawyer from when I was 14. Pretty young. Yeah, for, and I was uh, yeah, there was this program on TV at the time uh, called Matlock, I mean, um, and there was this lawyer from the south in the U.S. But it was a trial lawyer, someone who pleads in court. Yeah. And in one hour, he had always resolved the impossible, and I found <laughs> and and I was like I was so fascinated by it by thinking like wow you know this is great and I never doubted I mean I, mm -hmm. as of that moment I said you know I want to be a lawyer but when I then studied law um, and I got my first experience with litigation dispute yeah. resolution I didn't like it at all Ooh. no I didn't yeah. like it at all and I was like oh my god uh, so and then I was really searching and looking you know what in the law because you can do many things, yeah. Yeah? so you can go many directions. You don't have to be a lawyer in a law firm. You can you can do different uh, different professions. Um, and then I did studies after I graduated, um, which was a mix of economics and law. And then I had a fantastic professor who um, explained in economic terms. Um, the, the origins and the importance of um, co corporate law yeah. and that was really a revelation for me it's like mm -hmm. wow i mean this is really what i like and then things just continued yeah. in that way okay it's funny i ask you what would you be <laughs> if you wouldn't be a lawyer and, and you it, confirm why you love to be a lawyer which is yeah, which is nice. yeah i mean i don't know i mean i, I unless <laughs> i don't see myself I think yeah, I will retire doing what I'm. Yeah. What I'm doing, yeah. Happy person. Yes, and I also thought, you know, about the book. Then I thought, when I finish this, that this I will never do again. But actually, yeah, now I already changed my mind. Yeah? <laughs> so I thought. Oh, that was actually one of my questions to come. Would you ever write a book again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will, your I'll, mind. I'll probably will. Yeah. 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 I already think I have the topic in my head. Mm. Uh, but it will be something more. Uh, because the, the first book people I mean from the firm collaborated and yeah. co-wrote certain chapters and I think the next one will be uh, more broad you know yeah. asking uh, not only people from Cresco but also others to um, to contribute yeah. uh, it will be more of a mix of business technology law yeah. and, and mix all that into okay. Something, something coherent to to. yeah yeah but not immediately uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> i suggest to take a bit of time yeah, a couple of years from now yeah. yeah um do you feel um successful oh, oh. um uh, well i think yes and no yeah, I mean, I think um, when I went to the bar again, and just I started on my own, so I was alone and I started working, and then people seemed to like working with us, and I always wondered like, huh, why? I mean, why is that? 
Yeah. Why why do and I some I asked certain clients, you know, but why do you come to us? I mean there's so many long established uh, law firms and then that to do with approach, personality, uh, etc. Et so I think from that perspective, I think the approach we have um, that, that that is proven itself yeah. to be successful. Uh, but on the other hand, I mean, it's always you work with people. It's a people's business. We've also had people leave uh, the firm um, whom I did not like uh, leaving, and and that is always uh, feels like a personal defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that is, you know, that's life. Yeah. Huh? You know. And I, How closely are you? Do you feel? Uh, one with the company if i identify myself yeah yes because i'm asking do you feel successful and you start talking about um Uh, well i do i mean that is yeah i certainly you know if everything goes well with cresco then everything goes well with me as well Uh, not always but depends a bit on the situation but normally yes and vice versa the The, the same thing huh? yeah. so so yeah no I think uh, um, look but at the end of the day it's a group effort yeah right? so if you're on your own um, there is a natural limit in what you can do and um, and I had maybe the you know together with others because there was certainly not only my initiative I maybe had uh, the initial thoughts about how to do it mm-hmm. but if the people I worked with at my previous firm would have said no, well then it would never have um, would never have happened. Yeah. yeah. So for me it's very much a group effort mm-hmm. um, what has been created. Yeah. How would you uh, describe uh, the perfect day? From the moment you wake up till the moment you go to bed. Ah. Um, well, to to wake up, spend time with uh, my loved ones, uh, then um, go to the office, um, talk to my colleagues, meet interesting clients or prospective clients, uh, teach in these workshops and mm-hmm. seminars. Uh, do my hour, my hour of sport <clears throat> somewhere during the day, and and uh, and go home and spend time again with uh, with the loved ones. I mean, I'm a pretty private uh, person, so so I don't beyond that. Yeah. Don't need don't need that uh, that yeah. much. Just to stay healthy is also important. I mean, I had an injury in my knee uh, beginning of the summer, uh, which meant uh, for running is med- meditation. Yeah. So I use that as a way to calm my head and, and meditate. Um, and uh, and I couldn't yeah. for two months. And that then is I'm an, an animal of habit. You know, it's like uh, I like things to. I don't pr- much like change. Mm-hmm. like things to routine yeah i'm very much a routine based person and if that routine gets messed up 
um, I uh, yeah then I get destabilized and nervous so mm -hmm. yeah and then I had to do something else then I bought a home trainer bike to <laughs> to bike because yeah. I had to do something yeah. uh, and then only yoga uh, is not sufficient I mean it has to also be cardio based uh, training yeah so. I feel you have a strong uh, willingness to to transfer knowledge do I feel that correctly yeah do, do you do you teach or do you aspire to be teaching one day um, I mean, we do that huh, in a way I mean I yeah. think uh, we've taught uh, hundreds of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and executives and uh, and now what we're gonna do with the book uh, that's in progress is that that book is turned into workshops and I've uh, given yeah. workshops at uh, big companies already and um, now very active in um, thinking about what can we do to make this more um, operational and and uh, and useful yeah okay cool um then i'm looking for a last question do you um do you know uh how you want to spend your life um, the day you wrap up Cresco? Big party. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big party. Big party. Then I think I would, uh, because when we did, when we, when Cresco existed five years, we did uh, an, well, an anniversary event. Uh, at the, um, the zoo of Antwerp, nice. you have this marble hall. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and we really literally had hundreds of people uh, coming, we worked with, and everybody was very happy, and, and that was so, so nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's just like, ah, you know, they all come because if they would not care, they would not come. No. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's certainly not easy to get people to attend uh, events or uh, visits because there's well, now it's different, of course, but yeah. there's so many things going on. And if I would retire, yeah, then I think we would throw a big party and invite um, everybody I worked with, yeah, both colleagues, ex colleagues, uh, and clients and other yeah. people. And what, what imagine you have to. Uh tell them something uh, like a farewell speech uh, one advice what would you be good and be nice be good and be nice yeah. okay i think on that we can uh, wrap it up here uh, thank you very much david uh, for taking the time um, thank you for hosting it here in your nice office and uh, i wish you all the best uh, in these weird times and um, reflecting with new ideas for the new book. Great. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Okay. I hope you liked this episode. If you want to stay tuned and hear more personal stories of inspiring leaders, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Bye.